One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. When I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. So. Are you ready? Yeah. Let me get comfortable. <laughs> it's about to be lit. All right. Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Brittany. And we are For Color Nerds. The conversations. That black people have. When white people are not in the room. But we record them. And we put them on the internet. Yes. So. So. Today. Today. Today is lit. Today is uh, lit. So again, I mean, we said this before, but we have some episodes where, you know, we come into the studio and we're like, you know, let's get a crack. And we're excited. We're always excited to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. But then you have days like today where it's like, man, we're jumping in our seat. I think we both have come to this conversation with uh, a lot of excitement and a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's all things that we've kind of talked about before, but... It's rare that you get kind of teed up with this nice little moment yes. in time that yes. actually brings them brings them together. This nexus of uh, ideals okay. and personalities. All right. So to bring some clarity to what I'm actually talking about. Yes. I'm talking about Beyonce. I'm talking about Beyonce knows Carter. I'm talking <laughs> about Kendrick Lamar. Yes. And the very fruitful conversation around each of their performances at the uh, <laughs> Super Bowl and the Grammys. Yes. So we're not going to waste no time today. We're not going to waste no time. We're not going to talk about Amazon today. I don't give a shit what you did this week. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, my week was, it was fine. It was fine. I mean, it's the same. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? We're alive. We black. We still here. That's what I'm saying. It's shit going on. We ain't sick. Exactly. I feel good today. I got my coffee and my water right here. I know. I'm going to have to pee. I'm hydrated and I'm prepped. Yeah. So yeah, let's get into it. So, So our goal today... And we've had a lot of requests. We've seen people like reach out to us, and we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. We initially stayed away from the conversation when like Beyonce dropped Formation, the video. Mm-hmm. And there was a big surge of conversation around that, yes. like, that specifically, in that act. Initially, a lot of like a lot of think pieces came about. And I thought I thought they were great. And they honestly, and even there were some other podcasts did, like some other podcasts, The Reed did a great mm-hmm. episode on Beyonce and the reaction to that. And honestly, I thought they did a great job. I didn't really have that much to add. And then Kendrick performed at right. the Grammys. Yeah, there was a very different <laughs> reaction uh, to Kendrick's performance at the Grammys. Yes, and people obviously started to notice the differences in those reactions. And and well, we should talk about the yeah, because we weren't even like you said, like we weren't even like people were like, oh, you guys should have a formation episode. We were like, look, other people have talked about it much yeah. better, you know, than we, we could. could. Like, there's no, there's nothing that, like you said, there's nothing that we had to add. But then. Kendra came through. King Kuta <laughs> came through. And the way life works. And the way uh, life works. We're here today. Yeah. So, you know, to to jump into this, I think we should start talking about the performances. Yeah. Uh, because it's really, that that's honestly, for, for why I feel like the majority of this conversation, that's where it centers from. It's all about their performance. So mm-hmm. just to recap real quick, jump into Beyonce first. <laughs> yes. It is the Super Bowl. 
oddly enough, Coldplay is the one that hmm. they've you know, chosen to build this around. It's like ever since Janet Jackson, yeah, they, they just are like, we got to find it. What's the driest shit we could possibly sandwich in between these two halves of a football game? But, you know, I used to like Coldplay's early stuff. No, I mean, yeah, the we early all did. Stuff was, you Hey, know. I taped Yellow off the radio Yo. when I was in like, <laughs> middle school, high school. So there it is. But... It's terrible. I hate to call it trash. It's not trash. I wouldn't say it's trash. It's, but it's like it's, it's like, a little whack. Like yeah. their their stuff now is like real corny. Yeah, it's like YouTube, in a sense. <laughs> yeah, like, like no shade. That's like, where they are. They're talented. YouTube is talented, but the shit is real corny. Yeah. Like Joshua. Joshua. Tree. Tree. I was gonna say like <laughs> it's lit. It's great, but then like did anybody this, like the yeah. album that they tried to put in my phone a couple years know. ago? What was the point? Didn't work. Right. Wasn't good. Uh-uh. It, then Beyonce and uh well actually I mean before that Bruno Mars came out. And, and I, I, I honestly I fucking love Bruno Mars. Like it's so embarrassing because the other thing about like Bruno Mars stresses me out because like he's corny. He's corny and like my mom fucking loves him yeah. and also like everyone's mom does. Also like he kind of be he'd be Fake light skin. Yeah, he and Rita Ora actually. That's like yeah. I think somebody on Tumblr coined the term like fake light skin or passing for light skin. Yeah, like that's what it is. That's you know, what it is. you know what I mean. <laughs> and like that makes me feel some type of way. But the other thing, and also like was that that up uptown uptown fun. Uptown that funk. Uptown funk. How uptown old funk do you sound is, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> that uptown. That uptown. Uptown funk is like so corny, yeah. but it's and also it's, so good. Yeah, it's, but it's so satisfying. Oh, man. I think um, he's a great performer. I think he's yeah. really talented. I mean, he did a great job of... I mean, halftime show a couple years ago. Yeah, halftime show a couple years ago. And even this one, like, mm-hmm. I, f- I really felt like he was sending a shout-out to everybody's, like, mid-50s uncle. You yeah. Know, you got that mid-50s uncle who, like, still wearing leather sets oh, and, yeah. like, you know, just stuck in another time. <laughs> I don't know the time when leather sets were popping. I mean, it happened. It was, I feel a, like... it was a brief moment, but they latched so. on. <laughs> it's almost like the it's, it's the polar opposite to the linen suit. Mm, it's like the guy from... Waiting to exhale that Leela Rashawn was dating. Yes. Was she through the Leon. Or, like yeah? <laughs> or the other one who played Bubba Gump, McKelty Williamson, <laughs> where he was like, when she was like, Oh, why a woman can have you sorry, yes. And he was like throwing oranges at her and shit. Yeah. Like he grew up. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but Bruno Mars did an awesome job too. And then Beyonce came out there. Yeah. And man, oh man, oh man. Oh damn. So Beyonce came out there dressed to the nines, looking great. Yeah. In gear. I say gear. What the fuck yeah. is gear? And her wardrobe was definitely like sending a shout out to obviously the Black Panthers. Yeah. And there's levels to all that shit yeah. because obviously Black Panthers, it was like their anniversary. 50th the an- anniversary. 50th anniversary of their founding. Uh, 50th anniversary of Super Bowl, too. Yeah. In addition to that, they're also from the Bay Area, started in the Bay Area. Yeah. And obviously the Super Bowl was in the Bay Area, too. So it was yeah. a lot of levels. And like I, when I saw that, I was like, yo. Yeah. Yo, Beyonce, bold as fuck. <laughs> yeah. To like really also frame that, like, because this is, goes into a part of the reaction that I think we'll, we'll dive into. Mm-hmm. Like the Super Bowl is mass audience. Everybody's like, watching. Everybody is watching. It is tailor-made to not offend Anyone. That's hence why Coldplay <laughs> exactly and Bruno Mars did the halftime show. The goal is to have everyone watch this and everyone have a good time. So to see Beyonce come out there with the old school Michael Jackson, I loved that that, that, that call back to Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah, and then and then have everybody's Afro out there. It was like only black women in the only band, only black <laughs> women dancing and performing. Yeah. It was amazing. I was like, yo, this is really aggressive yeah and i love it like i really truly (laughs) 
Love it. Honestly, it made me like the song a little more. A lot of her music, I've really had to, it's taken frequency for me to really like mm. get into it, into yeah. it. Specifically like a 7-Eleven. Like I did not like 7-Eleven Nobody liked this, this song at first. The video came out and like you listen to it a couple times, you really kind of get kind of what she was going for. Yeah. So I feel like I had with Formation, the song specifically, not necessarily the video, uh-huh. I had to really listen to it a few times mm-hmm. and now I would say it's definitely starting to grow on me. But the performance made <laughs> a big difference in that. Yeah. The dancing was on point. Also, in the dancing, too, like, we went to Howard. So yeah. those of you who are familiar with Howard also know about Ooh La La. Yeah. And also just the tradition of black majorettes in general. And yeah. you could see that in the video itself. And, like, even, like, getting information. So, like, I didn't do... <laughs> I'm not from a place where we had majorettes. I'm from Farmington Hills, Michigan. But I was, uh, I like did do this thing that's kind of like a cross between drill team and cheerleading called Pom Pom. And like the whole thought of uh, precision and formations. And I used to coach it too. So like that whole thing is, it's it was, it looked amazing in the video. Yeah. But then like having all these black women basically doing majorette shit with like a marching band. Not, you know, like, what is it? The, the Rust, the, the Rust College. College. The Rust College, they have a game, they have a rival game every year with mm. another school. I mean, there are a lot of those games. So, like, yeah, but we like, have one with Hampton every yes, year. Yeah, the, has one with Hampton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, what is it? Like the Black Football Classic yeah. or something like that? Yeah. So, it kind of took, like, the major, like, that majorette style, like, out of context and put it in this like like national stage and kind of like gave it some shine and I thought that that was like super duper awesome that she had all black women dressed up like black panthers singing like like performing to formation while doing like this whole majorette style thing like it was so popping to me yeah no it was honestly it was amazing even when she almost fell like gravity moved to accommodate her literally because that's just not gonna happen Mm-mm. it wasn't in the cards no I think that I think it's a fair enough recap of, of the performance. Yeah. Conversely, like a little bit later, you have Kendra's performance, which uh-huh. is also like, uh, and I, I will say, I think uh-huh. I really enjoyed Kendra's performance, yeah. but I woke up to like Twitter on fire because uh, I didn't watch the Grammys. Me either. I was like, busy live. that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I watched it the next day and I was like, oh, wow. Damn, this really happened. Uh, <laughs> like, and it's very like honestly, the performance was so Kendrick too in terms of just like overwhelming blackness. You know, like throughout <laughs> it, like I mean, it, only Kendrick would really have folks coming out there in uh, like in prison uniforms as if they were still on like a slave, uh, <laughs> like slave. It was mark. like some cool hand look. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Yeah, <laughs> it sent it sent honestly messages in a lot of different directions. I I really like that he came out and did Black and the Berry. Like, I also thought it was really interesting that he led with the verse from Black of the Berry that was uh, criticizing white people's perception of blackness and black men. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was, I mean, I thought that was bold as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I thought it was great. And then he he definitely, like, went into kind of the more, like, he went into All Right, and obviously there were the, I guess what you would quote-unquote call, like, traditional African dance. Yes. Uh, Quote unquote, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we should talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we can talk about that. But I will say that rendition of All Right sounded beautiful. Yeah. That sounded beautiful. It definitely was one of the best, like, technical performances that night. Oh, from what I heard, yeah. Adele, like, went up there. I, like, don't even know anything about that. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is that that Mm. wasn't news to me. So. I didn't have to investigate Betty, that. I'm like Betty. an Adele truther. No, I'm an Adele truther. I'm like one of those people who goes and watches Beyonce videos. Like, they have these videos very quickly on YouTube where they'll have like Adele in various performances, yeah. Beyonce in various performances, and they'll like tell you who's off yeah. and how often somebody is off. Adele don't be on key. All- I'm not saying she ain't talented. I'm just yeah. saying she ain't Patty. I mean, anyway, go ahead. But, uh, but yes, going back to Kendrick. Mm-hmm. 
the performance was extremely like aggressive, which I think was kind of like you know, I mean, he is often extremely aggressive, yeah. but I think that was very much the kind of point and the idea was kind of to confront white people with uh with racism in its many forms. Yeah. And like there was a cool little like shout out with at the end when they when he was in silhouette, the outline of Africa and mm-hmm. Compton was placed in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we wanna talk about We're that. gonna talk about that. <laughs> But I thought that was a, I thought it was a, a nice like call out. I saw what he was trying to do. There's often like I saw what he was trying to yeah. do. That's a good way to put. It. I saw what he was trying to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, trying to like Compton as an other like if you think about like Africa. Yeah, he tried. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. He tried. I'm not, I'm not even being shady, but like you know. Yeah. At the end, rousing applause, standing ovation. Like I think everybody really felt something. Felt. <laughs> true no i i mean and honestly i did too i was like wow i mean it's in it's one of those things is very intense like to to jump a little bit into the comparison mm-hmm. i think i was able to capture more of the depth of beyonce's performance faster which maybe makes sense because that yeah. perform like i mean there was so much crammed into her like like four minutes not like, only that th- too, three minute section you had a very strong pervasive visual that yeah. that was immediately do you know what I'm saying that had been released the day before yeah do you know what I'm saying so it gave That's her whole one. thing so much more context exactly so it definitely took me like honestly it took me a couple watches to watch Kendrick's performance to really get an, an idea like you was saying what, what he was trying to do what he was going yeah. for I really honestly I really enjoyed it I mean I've said it a million times I love Kendrick and I thought it was excellent so that happened yeah the, these Two amazing performances. Very two, these two amazingly black, super black, in super white spaces. Spaces, yeah. And the reaction to them was a little was a little different. different. It was, you know, <laughs> one could say polar opposites. It could be said. It uh, could be said. So obviously, after Beyonce's performance, I will. I, I want to clarify too. I didn't see a lot. I, I very much even for Beyonce and Kendrick, mm-hmm. I saw a very specific. Like section of of the reactions to the to both both performances, like and I realize that on whether it's Twitter and even my Feedly, like I very much have some sort of selection bias where uh-huh. I'm able to exclude some trash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like I didn't really hear about the Morning Joe like oh, interview where like know. Giuliani came on on there and talked about Beyonce's performance, called it disgusting. The other thing is I also like. Like, Surprise! Like, yeah. how irrelevant can you like? Why are the last person I think of to ask about like, what did you think about Beyonce's Super Bowl performance on television? Rudy Giuliani is the very last person that I would think. Well, you know, he's the everyman color commentator. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Like, I didn't see a lot of that. I honestly didn't. I didn't hear about the anti Beyonce protest, which apparently might have been fake. But but I, I I didn't hear about talking when people were talking about. The negative reaction to Beyonce's performance. Yeah, I really had to reach out to understand oh. it. So I was like, I mean, from what I see, everybody is is fucking with it. Like, yeah. every, you know, what I'm saying, I saw mad gifs of Beyonce, Bruno Mars, and uh, uh, and Chris, Chris Martin. Martin. Oh, when you, you know, when your wife friend trying to be down. Like, I saw that. <laughs> like, I saw you know, every like, I saw a million pictures of her uh, her dancers on Instagram. Yeah, like, the, like beautiful shots of yeah. them like during the performance. I honestly didn't catch a lot of the vitriol that happened, but it was clear after the praise of Kendrick's. Yeah, there were pieces of that conversation that I did see that did not occur right in the aftermath of. No, Kendrick was like, yeah, the Kendrick was like universal praise. So like, I missed Kendrick's performance because I was busy that night. You know, celebrating Valentine's Day a little late, a little late. But I didn't. I I watched it actually. Like I just 
how do I put it? You said something yesterday where you were like, you know, I hadn't seen the performance, honestly, until yesterday. I was going to watch it at some point, but like, I kind of, I know that Kendrick's an incredible live performer. I knew that the performance would be pretty black. So, like, nothing that happened to me was, nothing about the performance was surprising to me. I knew I was going to watch it at some point. I thought it was excellent, but you had said something where you were like, you thought it was very good, but, like, you weren't shocked by any of it. And, like, that's how I felt. I thought it was very good, but I was also like, this to me is not newsworthy. Like, like, as far as, like, like, I thought it was excellent, and I thought that it was really black, and I think maybe, I guess that part is kind of newsworthy, but also, like... It, to me, his performance was not a long, like, it was not a far walk from people's perception of him. Yeah. The, the unanimous praise, I thought, you know, that's, like, fine. But there was little, like, I guess my issue was that, like, I think some of the criticisms of Beyonce's quote-unquote politics, mm. but, like, you know what I mean? Are, well, say more about those criticisms, because, I mean, that's, I mean, again, I had kind of selection bias. So I didn't see a lot, if you could illustrate um, Yeah, so, like, there, there was lots of stuff where it was, like, okay. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff coming from, like, Assuming that Beyonce doesn't have a basic understanding of her own identity, that Beyonce doesn't believe herself to be a black woman, yeah. which is very bizarre. Yeah, and even the SNL like skit, yeah, that came out, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, they was like, oh my god, Beyonce is black. black. Yeah, I thought she was a woman. Maybe she's both. both. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing with like Kerry Washington. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you know, could be Kerry Washington's black too. Like, yeah. yeah so I think that like there's this. There's this thought, even among black people, that like Beyonce does not believe herself to be a black woman, does not wish to. Which is, I'm just like, literally, I think, I want to say, who was it? I think a million years ago, it was after the Grammys actually last year. What is it? Where Beyonce didn't get, like, I think she lost to Beck and people were like, like, you know, whenever Beyonce, anything happens to her, she does anything. People got a lot to say about it. It was Judd Nikki on Twitter and she was like, Beyonce married a drug dealer. Always has a 26 inch weave and kept her thighs. And y'all still don't believe that this woman thinks that she's black. Like, yeah. what is she, what else does she have to do? So, like, a lot of the criticism about, I think, assumes that Beyonce has, like, is of very little intelligence and, like, allows people to sort of, like, place her up against different, like, political tableaus. Yeah. And, like, so I thought that kind of stuff was illegitimate. There are people who felt like the female Black Panthers chose a lot of conservative dress on, mm. almost on purpose. And, like, her costumes can memify the Black Panthers and also sexualize that image. And I'm like, okay, I think that, that I could see that that's a legitimate criticism. Also, like, I know that there are a lot of people, myself included, who found, like, that her invocation of that imagery to be so affirming and so powerful, yeah. especially in such a like a public space. Yeah. So like I but I can also see I thought I thought that like the Black Panther criticism was legitimate. Yeah. Also there are a lot of people who felt like the message behind the song, sort of black women's like relationship to capitalism mm. and Beyonce's ideas about always stay gracious, best revenge is your paper. Yeah. And like her talking about what she could, you know, buy for her man or how much money she's earning. Money being like the 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 central signifier for success and worth as a human being. Yeah, yeah. So I felt like even like you know I think that capitalist critique of 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 that is legitimate. And uh, we'll to get, a certain degree. To a certain degree. Like, we're I mean, get... Let's stick with it for a little bit. Just yeah. Cause, I mean, I think that's one of the ones. I, I think we can kind of come back to some of the other stuff as we talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is a separation between hip hop and R and B. Yeah. And pop music as well. Yeah. And Beyonce often, I guess people would assume that she comes in at kind of the intersection of. Pop and R and B for the most part. Yes, but she was raised in Houston. Black woman raised in Houston. Black woman raised in Houston. And hip hop is like there's no there's no way shape or form to not see the amazing influence that hip hop has, has has played on her music. Yeah. and her person as she's grown up. Mm-hmm. And for me, hearing those elements of formation 
wasn't surprising that that to me was more of a call out to like hip hop where all of it is about boasting and acquiring. Right. And the other thing is, too, is that it made me think a lot about like Beyonce's focus throughout her career. If you think about like one of Destiny's Child's most popular first singles was Bills, Bills, Bills. Yeah. I think about being a black woman in America and like the money. Okay, so like. Capitalism is, right? Okay. Like a disclaimer, <laughs> capitalism is yeah. we are almost all of us, I think, are complicit in its like in its like maintenance. Yeah. But also like I don't really have any choice. None of us really have any choice to live yeah. outside of it, for the most part. Just take that in this conversation as mm-hmm. given. That said, within our like capitalist patriarchal structure, yeah. also, you know, white supremacist, all of, <laughs> you know, all that shit. But specifically within like a capitalist white supremacist patriarchal structure. As a black woman, having money allows you so many things. It yeah. allows you some level of comfort. It allows you some level of safety yeah. and independence. And so, like, being a black woman who does not have to be... If I can take care of myself... I'm a black woman who can take care of myself. Yeah. Like, reaching the point where I realize that not only can I take care of myself right now financially, but probably going forward... I will continue to be able to do that and possibly in the future, like I may have the capacity to be the breadwinner for my home. That is such a powerful feeling and that I do not have to be beholden to anybody. I was raised by a woman who made sure that I knew that education and getting a job and taking care of myself and saving money. And always my mother's always talking about a nest egg because are the most important things because those were the most important things for my mother. And even though like my mom stayed at home after I was born, those those are her values and yeah. those things and allowed her to yeah. yeah those and she's passed them on and also like i'm obsessed with beyonce so <laughs> i know a lot about tina Knowles. even though um beyonce's father had like worked for xerox and had a certain amount of money her mother always made sure and she's spoken about this before publicly that she had her own salon and that she always had her own means to take care of herself yeah. money is so important period but like when you're a black woman you have a special relationship to it because it allows you to like nobody can if somebody decides to start beating my ass i don't have to stay i don't have to do shit because i have financial independence do you know what i mean and that allows me to kind of like move freely and that's i mean honestly you know that's something uh specifically for for women of color how it even like the cultural hindrances that women often find themselves in, having money allows them to very much subvert that directly and assert themselves within those scenarios more than, you know, they ever would be able to, like, without it. Yeah. So it makes sense that if you you get that, you now have that opportunity, you might want to celebrate it. Yeah. Your husband husband is somebody who... Black men all over the world, specifically in the United States. Worship uh, and revere. Worship. (laughs) And you out-earn him. If I was in her shoes, you wouldn't be able to get me to shut the fuck up about it. Which is why when she says, when he fucks me good, I take his ass to Red Lobster. Like, when he has sex with me to my liking, I will take him to a chain restaurant (laughs) where our bill cannot possibly exceed $125. Even if we decided to go the fuck in. Like... Get a couple drinks. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, each of us has an appetizer. Yeah. Each of us has a dessert. That ha- We get an extra fucking round of biscuits. Yeah. Do you know what I'm All saying? All the Cheddar Bay biscuits. All the Cheddar Bay biscuits. <laughs> that is, that means something. Yeah. And so, they, like, you know, being a 50, she's like 15, 16 when Bills, Bills, Bills came out. And yeah. she's talking about how she's earning money and she's the sole, like, she's primarily, like, her teenage boyfriend is mooching off of her and she's yeah. tired of that shit and she wants him to be cut the fuck off. 
it's not her reality is different her reality is different my reality is different i can identify with that even you know if you there's a really good article you shared this with me a few months ago by doreen st felix Mm. uh the prosperity gospel of rihanna shit is fire talks specifically i mean she gets deep she talks about how uncomfortable it makes people specifically white people to see black women not just talking about money but asking for it and interacting with cash and keeping it in their hands yeah Trying to get back the shit that they're owed. Like, it's a totally, it's, there's a lot of deep shit there. But, like, there's a whole conversation going on around you, other people who aren't black women, that, like, you're not privy to it. You're not necessarily understanding what she's saying because she's probably not speaking to you. And, and and that comes to, I think, another one of the big issues and criticisms about the performance was the, I mean, there's the overwhelming, like, feeling now. And that's why I think white people you know, specifically are now realizing that Beyonce is black, are now realizing everybody yeah. else is kind of on that train. It was very rare that it was so clear that she's not speaking to everybody. Yeah. And that, I think, is what caused a lot of people to have issues. Like, yeah. there was no uncertainty through form- through the video formation, nope. through the performance, nope. that she was speaking specifically to black people. Right. And even if you compare that somewhat with Speak with, on it. with Kendrick's performance or even Kendrick's album release last yeah. year. Yeah. Looking at that through that lens like he like he was very much celebrated for that. Mm-hmm. And even in this particular performance it was interesting in the beginning of that he he very much kind of was talking to white people. Yeah. Which might have some, you know, some effect on the perception <laughs> yeah. of that. I mean, I think the end was def- definitely a celebration of blackness and celebration of black people. But yeah. in the beginning, it was an highlighting our struggle, it was an indictment. Exactly. Going back to Beyonce specifically, like, that's something people are not used to no. from her. Like, no. they're not used to that from her. And so it was clear that a lot of people had very much had an issue with it, especially yeah. on a stage like the Super Bowl. Yeah. Say what you want for the Grammys. Like the Grammys, you know, very much it is a it is a super white space. Don't yeah. get it twisted. But the Grammys is traditionally much more open to some sort of like artistic exploration. Exactly. And it's, you know, it's not again, it's not shocking that a performance like that yeah. would be at the at the Grammys. It's yeah. been some wild shit to happen at the Grammys before. Yeah. But at the Super Bowl, <laughs> like yeah. at the Super Bowl, even like the previous like the only other and, and there are actually two. The only other two extreme confrontations with whiteness that have happened at the Super Bowl, to my knowledge, are probably most recent. MIA is throwing up the middle finger. Yeah. And of course, Janet Jackson's nipple, nipple that popped out. And say what you want was uh, was supposed to be an accident. This was a deliberate act. Yes. Rehearsed. Yeah. Beyonce <laughs> knew what she was doing yeah. at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, and carried it out. Flawlessly. Flawless. <laughs> yeah. And I think people ultimately had a problem with that. Yeah. Had a significant problem with that. Yeah. That this that you would take this environment that's supposed to be for everybody and yeah. say, you know what? I'm gonna talk to my people for a minute. Yeah, exactly. 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 And it's like it's interesting because it, like it's it was very evident to both of us that she was talking to black people yeah. and that she was and that she was trying to do something. She even said, she's like, I base I can't remember the precise quote, but it was like I want something like for people to feel good and to love themselves. Yeah. Like she's saying like like this I like my negro nose yeah. with Jackson 5 nostrils. <laughs> it's very I love specific. my black man's my black american man's nose to look like the, the black ass nose that like not not Michael Jackson in his later years had. Yeah. Not Michael Jackson in the 80s. Yeah. The original Yeah. Bell Pepper. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she's like, this is what I like. Yeah. And like, it, it doesn't matter how much money, it doesn't matter how much money I make, it doesn't matter how much money I earn, it doesn't matter how much I entertain all of you. Yeah. And how, or how you feel about it. These are my preferences and this is my life. My daughter's going to have edges and natural hair. Yep. My daughter's a beautiful child. I'm putting her in my video. Happy. Carefree. Happy, carefree, having a good time. My husband is attractive to me and we have amazing sex. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like his value in this context comes from his ability to physically please a powerful woman. Yeah. Which like. Which also, I mean, just to, to step outside the performance a little bit was really interesting to me about like formation in general. It, it very much seemed like she was reasserting like her position in a matriarchy. Like mm. in terms of within like her Say family. Say more about that. So like even if you look if you look at the shots with men outside of the cutaways where it's like people dancing, yeah, it's very much her standing out front with kind of the the men and what I would assume would be a family. They were outside of a house, mm -hmm. like standing like right behind her. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, I mean, and that's not surprising within a southern family. Yeah, you know, there is always some sort of matriarch, big mama Medea. Yeah, whoever. you know, some sort of figure. But it, it very much felt like she was kind of reasserting as reasserting herself as that person within you know a culture or calling like some sort of signifying to mm. that but being herself within that it doesn't have to be you know like a big mama or like what we mom dukes or whatever yeah, yeah like what we assume that position looks like you know it can be someone that looks like beyonce yeah um so that kind of stuck out to me during i didn't even notice it. that was good <laughs> thanks but yeah no i mean that, that definitely popped out to me, like throughout all of those things, and even if you look at that, like I, there is some sort of connection to the to the performance. I think, I mean, it, there were it was all women in the band, yeah. all the women were dancers, and even if you look at the the Black Panthers specifically, while you know there are obviously a few uh, very important women who you know we recognize and remember from the Black Panthers, mm -hmm. like it's traditionally thought of as a as a movement led by men. Yeah. So to have this performance where you're roundly celebrating the black women and specifically the black women like within that movement, mm -hmm. again, kind of reasserting that, like it, it reminded me of that. I saw some connections there. No, I actually know that. I that. That's a really good point. I actually didn't even think about that Black Panther point, the one you just made. It was, I mean, it was, it was really interesting. Like, I, honestly, I mean, I've watched, I watched the performances like a couple of times uh -huh. and I even went back and I've only seen Formation twice. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I probably need I've to watch it, it again. 737 times. <laughs> But um, but those are the things that definitely like popped out to me. Like formation is thick. Like formation is about <sighs> as thick as to pimp a butterfly. Shirt. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously. And that's it's interesting that you say that because something that I think about. I, I wanted to be known. Like I think when I watch Kendrick's performance, it's I think Kendrick is an incredible artist. And not only that, he feels very he feels so real to me. Like yeah. when I see him and I and I see him performing and I hear I, I hear his lyrics and like he reminds me of so many black men that I know. And as far as just like figuring it out yeah. and feeling conflicted and being young and being angry and being really smart and being having all I of these to search your place. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he like and that felt very familiar to me. Yeah. And not so much like it didn't feel familiar to me in the same way that formation did obviously because totally. formation is foreign about me. Yeah. Like my granddaddy is from General Louisiana. Like formation is about me. Yeah, I but mean, like, but yeah, I'm not a true. woman, so <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah um, keep going. But yeah, no. So like the thing about Kendrick, I think that his performance is incredible. I thought it yeah. was great. I thought that there were some things about it, like the same way that I mean, the same way that like there are a lot of criticisms that I felt could have been made about Kendrick's performance though, and about Kendrick's politics. I guess that just are never really explored. Explored. Kendrick is something like the same way that Beyonce 
got paid a hell of a lot of money, has yeah. like a lot of corporate sponsorships, but you know, from the Super Bowl, even just alone, Kendrick got Reebok money. Yeah. Kendrick got Calvin Klein money. Yeah. Kendrick probably looking for more money because yeah. like touring is expensive. The way the music industry is set up now, labels are not bankrolling all of that shit. Like they can't afford to. Nobody can afford to. That shit is really fucking expensive. But like, Beyonce gets Pepsi money. It's a problem. Yeah, he doesn't get that critique. No, he doesn't he does, get that critique. He, he's definitely, there's still like a purity to how he expresses his blackness. Right. Um, that, that is untouched by like like corporate greed or, or whatever. Yeah, and it's like Kendrick, he, like the same way that I think that there's a valid criticism about the Black Panthers thing, even though I don't necessarily like, like I see the points, but I don't necessarily, I didn't come to the same conclusion. Yeah. Like emotionally. Or, same. Right. But Kendrick also had, there were some things that were happening in his performance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, keep going. We're like, I felt like it, exactly the same way that people felt like Beyonce cribbed from the Black Panthers. Yeah. It could be also said, but like a lot of people felt acknowledged by it. Yeah. Like the same could be said for Kendrick's, like the prison motif that was throughout his performance. Yeah. It could be, he, it could be said that he was capitalizing literally yeah. off of the pain of those who are incarcerated and like have been incarcerated like, yeah. like the way that he was dressed i think we said cool hand luke yeah like that's like 60s 70s that's like when you're thinking of like attica or like, yeah you know what i'm saying like you're like it's there, there's like a specific there's like a specific prison culture that existed even during the 60s and 70s that came to mind for me when i watched that performance and like it could be said that he was capitalizing off of those people's pain i mean i, I will as a slight counterpoint to that i, I agree with you i definitely agree with you in some sense yeah. especially in the sense that we know Kendrick hasn't necessarily been through that, but for me, it was more of a, a an indictment of the carceral state. I no, I, I, I agree I with that. that. Yeah, yeah. And but the other thing, also for me, the idea like before I got to Howard, the idea of prison kind of was always looming. Mm -hmm. It was weird. Like I didn't. I like don't get it twisted. I didn't grow up in like the hood. Hood. I was like there was a proximity to the hood, but like that was never something that was supposed to be real for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's really supposed to be real for anybody. Yeah. But from my interactions with family, friends, um, who I knew who lived in situations that uh, where they didn't have as much access to, yeah. to privilege. People directly related to you in your community. Yeah. It was always looming. And so from talking with them, it there seemed a possibility that something could happen for where I would be in prison. Yeah. And, I mean, statistically, that is very true. Yeah. <laughs> so that also kind of like that also kind of connected with me to from that piece of the performance but i do i do agree with what you're saying like, yeah in, in the sense that like even but even calling that out you know he talks about himself as having some distance from his community with on like uh good kid mad city yeah so one could still say that to a certain degree there's a little bit of uh yeah a little borrowing yeah and like the thing is is like i agree with you i, I thought that ultimately like I thought that he had that imagery in like I thought it was displayed in a respectful way. Yeah. And I definitely got the message that he was that he was like sending. But also, you know, you know how we do here. We try to be critical of like everything that we consume. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? No, totally. And it like, should be. Yeah. Yeah. I think it should be. And it's like I enjoyed it. But I also was like, I see what you're doing there. It it could be the validity like, in that in that critique. Yes. Yeah. I saw the validity in that cr critique, even though emotionally I came to a different conclusion. Totally. And but then there's also. Yeah. Compton, Africa? Yeah. So, I mean, even even the... So, okay. <laughs> there, okay. there were a lot of call-outs to... And I have to use quotes around... I think actually somebody... There's, so there's an awesome article from Afrolicious. Yes. Which is in the reading. Y'all gotta read it. It's really, it's really, really good. Really it's by good. Anne Daramola. I yes. Don't, I don't know if I pronounce her I think name. Daramola, I think, is right. But she talked about the kind of the meme of Africa. 
And <laughs> this is something that comes out a lot, especially in hip hop music, especially in, and I'm going to use this term and I want to kind of have a bit of a disclaimer. I'm using the term conscious rap probably a lot, mm-hmm. but I like, I don't like that term, but yeah. it's very specific in terms of like the imagery that it calls to mind. Yeah. So I'm going to use it and you know what I'm talking about. Right. But it's a shitty term. But especially in conscious rap, there's always this idea of like claiming your blackness and mm-hmm. asserting your black, uh, excuse me, your Africanness. Yes. Like being a real African. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever listened to Dead Press, if you're oh, listening oh, to Dead yeah, Press, okay, okay, okay. you know what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> it, like Africa is thick through there. Yeah. But it's a very, like the perception of Africa is very specific. It's very yes. rooted in probably in something we don't no like and it's probably not like it's not the reality for right now no it may not have ever necessarily been (laughs) the reality and i like this article really kendrick kendrick lamar's african city and the meme of african and black diasporas really called that to critique in the sense of yo i mean this doesn't really like like what there's no there's no africa is not a country it's a continent Yes. Start there. There's no delineation of the countries within Africa and the Africas. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like also like thinking about like, okay, Mexico and the United States are both in the same continent. Yes. Very different countries. Correct. Even within the United States, Hawaii is very different from Texas, which is very different from Vermont. <laughs> so like, imagine what Africa might be like. Yeah. One could say that there's a lot of diverse representation within that within that continent. Yes. So to present it as this one monolith which we traditionally try to get away from in terms of thinking about blackness itself (sighs) yeah kind of overlooks ebay motors is here for the ride with some elbow grease and a whole lot of love you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own led headlights spoilers whatever you need ebay motors has it at affordable prices and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. A lot of things. Yeah. Now, what I will acknowledge is kind of the flip side to that coin in the sense of like a lot of black people don't really know how to define. And I'm, 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 I can speak to that myself. Mm-hmm. Don't know how to define specifically their relationship to 
to Africa within its history. Yeah. Like, you know, we're still, within my family specifically, we're still trying to pinpoint where in Africa we came from. Yeah. And so I think that's where there's often a disconnect. Yeah. People don't know, so they just, you know, we'll claim the whole thing. I'm African. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to, you know, I'm from Nigeria. I'm from, you know, I'm Zambian. Or like, yeah, yeah you, you understand what I'm Yeah, doing. we don't know. But still, there can be a little bit of like, it can be heavy-handed sometimes. Compton Africa is possibly <laughs> the definition of heavy-handed. But yeah, like I think, I mean, and that's Kendrick in general. Yeah. He can be a bit heavy-handed. Well, the other thing is, too, is that like, and that, this is the thing that I found very interesting. Beyonce's performance and video seem to actually be thoroughly researched. Yeah. I think that's why formation is so thick. Yeah. Because the like down to every single detail. But like I think that Kendrick's perform I actually felt like it had a lot of nuance at the beginning. Like yeah, even just choosing the type of prison garb and having the, the callback to the chain gang and all that kind of stuff. Cause even it like just a slight aside, chain gang music is like a real genre of thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Having that callback there in that space to me, I thought was pretty interesting. But then to get to the next part where like there's the the black lights and the glow in the dark paint yeah. and like after it's like it's hard too because every single criticism that I read uh, or or even like pray the piece of praise that I read it was just like quote unquote African and it's like okay like like you said you know what I'm saying you have Chad you have Libya you have Algeria you have Botswana you have all of these different countries and they're all completely different yeah and like that that'd be like if someone in Africa saw at, on an award show a mariachi band perform and was just this traditional American do you know what I'm saying like yeah. this traditional North American music it, it it's hard too because I could see like as a critic you don't have a ton to work with yeah. I felt like Kendrick something that he could have done or even his choreographer like had a like like said this is the style of dance that we chose this is where it comes from this is the style of dress that we chose this is where it comes from just to like to me that would have been a really teeny tiny thing that they could have done that would have been totally legitimate that would have helped to provide some context and like helped bring the like the conversations about those things to the fore and there's a lot of murkiness i think people feel like there's a lot of murkiness around like Beyonce's influences and where she gets them from but something for the most part I think she actually does do typically is credit where she finds things so like even when she had the dance from um, Girls Who Run the World yeah, she saw these guys on YouTube she reached out to them she found them yeah. she brought them in to teach her how to do what she did she's like provided video of like this is where I got this from these are these people I want to say that she brought them in even to teach her and her dancers for a performance that she did at the Billboard Awards in mm. 2010 or something like that for the most part the shots that they included from uh, that documentary or whatever they said like this is where this comes from like there's like, like yes this is Big Frida yes this is Messy Maya yeah. do you know what I'm saying like there was a lot of clarity saying like I know exactly where I got these things from I know exactly what I wanted to do yeah. and like this all of this I've like packaged and presented to you and like I felt like Kendrick's stuff was a little ham-fisted yeah. I think that as smart as he is and as talented as he is I think that he could have put together a performance with um a higher level of sophistication and attention to detail. So I, so, okay. And I, I, I don't know that I agree <laughs> with, That's he good. could have done that uh, in the sense that I think his performance was very consistent in how he even approaches the music. Yeah. So don't get it twisted. I think Kendrick 
has the ability to approach a lot of different levels. And yeah. I think he his approach to talking about things that, frankly, are not talked about in popular hip-hop music um, carries a lot of nuance and a lot of levels it's and a lot admirable. of layers. But it is, there is always kind of that murkiness to how he approaches, like, extreme nuance and, like, signifying where things came from and the clarity of those things. Kendrick is kind of hotep in some some regards in yeah, terms of how and he... Yeah, we know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he how he approaches those things. So, for me, it was very consistent. Ah, yeah. And I, I honestly wouldn't have expected much to be different. Well, I wouldn't have expected much to be different either, but... Not to say it's I find wrong it, to expect. No, 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 but I find it interesting. Like, think about, like, think about your working life. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How many more receipts do you have to provide than white people? Woo. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. <laughs> how many more receipts does Beyonce have to provide than Kendrick? Yeah. Yeah. In the, yeah. So the expectation for neither of us was there. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, one thing that I do think comes out now, and one thing that I do think has somewhat, like, has some merit in, in this conversation is, like, Kendrick is relatively young compared to Beyonce. True. You know, Beyonce's, like, I think, like, 30. Well, she's 34. He's 28. But he is, I mean, that... He's recently come of age. Yeah. Yeah. And... Beyonce also, I mean, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Beyonce also hasn't typically made protest music True. specifically. Mm-hmm. This is very new. Um, and I think, you know, we have much more of a, like, we have a much deeper catalog to be able to critique yeah. with Kendrick to be able to paint, like, a much more linear picture. Yeah. So I do think there should be something afforded to, like, age and... Consistency as far as messaging. Yeah, like, I mean, Beyonce put out a very, like, technically and message perfect piece of product yeah but it's not that there isn't a lot more to compare to from yeah her. i mean mind you like most of her catalog is technically <laughs> like perfect yeah but in terms of her approach to like music that does what formation and the performances of formation do yeah there is not a deep well that's true um, but with kendrick there is so it's a little easier to make you know those larger critiques of him. He and, he's yeah. had more opportunities to make some missteps, but I think his his youth there's some opportunity there to 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 evolve. Yeah. There's one thing I want to make sure we get to before we uh-huh. run out of time, and that is kind of the intersectionality of it all. Yes. So, so one of the biggest critiques actually came not as much directed at the uh, performances, as much as. Kendrick's music in general, but I think it was an interesting opportunity to dissect it in regards to Beyonce, Mm -hmm. is that Kendrick, there is not much room for black women in Kendrick's music. Yes. In addition to just his overall politics, like how he professes the politics of his music, there's not a lot of space for black women. And I think, I mean, honestly, you said, real talk, throw you a little bit of little bit of little bit of shout out, a oh, little my, bit of praise, a little open, bit of credit. Trying to get the credit. <laughs> uh, you said this in our episode where we talked about to pimp a butterfly. Yeah. Um, you talked about one of the th- one of the things I didn't really realize is how every almost every space in which Kendrick is appealing to women and femininity is from kind of a sexual metaphor. It's almost always a sexual metaphor. Yeah. You know, and talking about like, and like yeah, or like you know what, life ain't life ain't shit but a fat vagina, yeah. or even just like you know that actually makes me think of now the other context wherein he mentions women and femininity was complexion, and that was all about yeah. love your blackness, and it's interesting because I'm like okay, so my primary value to you is sexual, <laughs> yeah, because of colorism and white supremacy. <laughs> if I want to. If I want to be power, if I want to gain some type of power and within your framework, my only power can come through sex. And reassessing how you even approach that sexuality 
Like, y- y- yeah. I mean, that's kind of what pro- like complexion deals with. Right, know? exactly. So it's it's like, okay, so like you're telling me that like, even though my looks, which is like, again, like goes back to sex and my value, or like the only things that I really have to offer, even though my looks are not preferred, I should just love myself anyway. As opposed to you, yeah. the person with some more power in that situation, Changing or erasing how we feel about right women, yeah, right, like changing or erasing like the like the actual structure itself, like dismantling the structure itself would be a lot better. It's like also too, it's like it's like the shit I hate about like people always being like, oh, women should just love their natural hair, and it's like, but like you have not, you have made it so that my environment is unsafe for me to be black, like to to be as black as possible, you know. (laughs) It's like, okay, so like, yeah, I could wear my hair curly, but like, what are you going to, or, or kinky or whatever, or yeah. wear it in the throat or whatever. But like, if you haven't created a safe environment for me to do that, what the fuck are you telling me to do? Yeah. Why are you telling me to do anything? And like, I found, so, I mean, obviously at the time you said it, I was like, fuck, I hadn't even really had time to think about it. <laughs> yeah. I was just sitting there like mouth agape. But but I've had time to like really think about it and like come back to the music and stuff right now. And I mean, obviously I I mean, I thought it was a valid critique before, but it uh-huh. definitely, like, I'm more versed in it right now. And yeah. I feel like it definitely makes a lot of sense. And I understand why people give him that critique. And what I so what I tried to do was kind of go back and go deeper. And what I really found is, like, there really isn't. <laughs> like, if you think about conscious rap specifically, like, Kendrick's unique position within hip-hop for a, for many people is that he, he has made conscious rap popular. Uh-huh. And more popular than it has with in terms of approaching that consistency. Like, yeah. that's what he does. That is pretty much his lane. Mm-hmm. And he has, you know, the popularity on par with a Drake, yeah. a Future, uh, any of the other, yeah. like, heavyweights at our particular time. He, he has, like, ma- like, mainstream widespread success. Exactly. So I think it's a good opportunity. So I try to go back and look to see of the people who, who have had similar platforms— mm-hmm. Did anybody really do it different, <laughs> differently? <laughs> uh, and honestly, it didn't really stand up. No. Interestingly enough, except for like, like Kanye, oh, <laughs> like, Lord. and it is, and it's sad. Like early Kanye was very, like, very different. Um, In which ways? Well, specific. And mind you, this might be grasping at straws, but like one, one specific thing that I kind of looked at. Like he very much subscribed to the same, like, you know, kind of love yourself uh, or like, yeah. You know, uh, there's Which like workout plan, real, and like Lo- all falls down. Love yourself from Kanye. <laughs> so interesting <laughs> yeah but within like jesus walks he talks about like making he's like you know jesus walks with everybody including the strippers which is interesting considering yeah. he called out amber for i know i know i know but you know wait wait but you said workout plan though but workout plan to me was like in a gold digger or like really misogynist piece no i'm saying i was contrasting oh this okay oh yeah, yeah, yeah. with like the like oh those with songs. Yeah, yeah yeah so I, i'm just saying like there were some hints like that was that was the closest i could get with kanye in terms Ooh. of hints at making room which are minimal yeah. but then if you go back even further probably one of the other people who i felt like was most popular for being conscious was probably like ice cube and yeah Ooh. and that was even more are you even thinking about like difficult Tupac? Even Tupac. Like, I mean, if you think about, oh I mean, most God. of most of those spaces, like if you think about uh, Dear Mama, mm-hmm. like, or even like Brenda's Got Brenda's a Baby, a lot baby. of it is focused around like just shitty approaches to mm. incorporate women into this. Yeah, into what what 
they were trying to do, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, it's very prescriptive, like prescriptive of yes. how women should be, should act, and you know how we should support them. Yes, how they can be saved. Yeah, how how all these hoes <laughs> can be saved. So yeah, I mean, and, and I I really like I really struggle with that. I think I tried to think of why, you know, uh-huh. and I think a lot of it does actually come back to age. You know, like I mean, you don't see a lot. Like if you think about Ice Cube when he was when he was specifically conscious it was mm-hmm. when he was young yeah he was very young um kanye it was when he was young yeah um tupac is only ever going to have been young yeah i mean but he also got weird the older he got like it wasn't like yeah. his message got i think kind of muddled towards I can the see stuff that. Like, he put tupac out, like, at 22 is different than tupac at 26 exactly um or 25 i don't know if he made it to 26 but yeah like i think youth has a little like hip-hop like, we don't really age well from a conscious standpoint you know what i'm no. saying like, like if you look at I, like ll cool j um like kanye is up there he's like 36 uh-huh. um you have like jay-z is up there too yeah you know but those people didn't really make that type of music as much no well it's interesting you talk about aging it's like even i think about like my propensity for listening to hip-hop yeah. has just declined the older that i get yeah because it's also like it just doesn't feel like it's I think I've said this before. It just doesn't feel like it's addressing me. Yeah. And so if, unless it's like really, really good, like I love like my probably my favorite album, hip hop wise of last year was and maybe like it's still in my top three or top five of last yeah. year. It was Vince Staples Summertime 06. Which was excellent. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking excellent. Like that to me is like he's also like 21, 22. Yeah. So if I listen to Vince Staples, I feel like I'm hearing a really smart 21, 22 year old making excellent work and like that to me is something i can listen to over and over and over and over and over again but like 50 cent do you know what i'm saying yeah it's like who's somebody who's always been terrible and like is terrible now the first album was no but i'm talking about like as far as like getting me to like like i think he has some like i hear you know what i'm saying i think he's some good songs the older i get i'm like i know too much and i wonder also if that's like the way for the artist do you know what i mean 10 years ago when jay-z released an album the one before making gangster people were like yo you seem too old for this. And he was yeah. like only like 37 or something like that, like 34. Yeah. But it's like, I wonder if you reach a point where you're like, like, is, can I really still talk about this? Like, well, that's the thing. And, and even like with, and I think for like conscious rap specifically, like everybody's music evolves, you uh-huh. know what I'm saying? And usually it evolves to the point where you have, I feel like too much separation from your audience and the things and with, and like, and, the struggle, quote unquote, regardless yeah. of what like to trap, even if you want to like offer a start comparison. Right. So like, yeah, like Jay-Z's music as he's gotten older, to me is not necessarily as good production, never falter. But um, yeah. the but his actual like bars, what he's spitting about, the proficiency is still there, but yeah. the content is a little like yeah. man. Uh and that happens kind of across the board. Yeah. So I think where where I think there's opportunity to kind of come back to it all yeah. with Kendrick is that he uh, he's gotten so popular with with making conscious music. He it's gotten, in my opinion, the subject matter has gotten better, even if his scope has probably gotten a bit too wide. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he is he is getting better as an artist. Yeah, and he's trying to branch out. He's taking some chances. Yeah. So I'm hoping. I don't know how much hope I can actually have yeah. that as he expands his scope, he can evolve to maybe see more of the of yeah. the ways in which we should include black women within consciousness. What's interesting though is that like that's the that's like the way a lot of people feel, 
And like, I'm not saying I necessarily feel any different. Yeah. But like, it's not even it's not even what either of them make that makes me feel any type of way. Do mm. you know what I'm saying? Because like, it's crazy to like ascribe your own radical politics to somebody somebody else yeah right and not only yeah Yeah. an artist who also like needs a lot of corporate sponsorship to be able to produce their art at the level that they do yeah my thought is just like like one per one person gets endless patience and the other person Mm. gets none and the uh, and also well no no no, this is the thing though yeah but i'm talking but like beyonce gets patience from maybe you do you know what i'm saying or like maybe black men who we know who are kind of like you but like Beyonce's thought of as somebody who's like I, I said this to you. We were talking about this briefly before we started recording. Like Kendrick is still like you have like he has a lot of leeway. That's you know true. what I'm saying? And like Beyonce don't have a lot of leeway. And my thought is like if like when like if Kendrick like Kendrick is allowed to publicly wrestle with his politics in this way that Beyonce is not allowed to. The same way I think that like a lot of men are allowed to publicly wrestle with their politics or their sexuality or both of them at the same time. And the way that like just women in general are not allowed to. And also like, so there's that. And there's also the assumption that Kendrick has more intelligence that's going like that's going to bring him to a place of, of clearer or possibly better po- quote unquote better politics. More intelligence. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is like, I don't think he does either. I don't yeah. think that you do, but like, there's a there's an assumption. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Kendrick's leeway comes from the assumption that like he has the depth to one day get where people want him to be. And like there's an assumption that Beyonce does not have that depth. Yeah. And there's also there's always an assumption that women don't have that depth. And that like women who embrace their sexuality or women who want blonde weave yeah. or women who like to spend a lot of money and be cute yeah. don't have that depth. And it's like that is that's the thing that that's like, frustrating. That's frustrating to me. Is that like I said this to you earlier. You don't in America get to be a black woman as rich and like consistently successful as Beyonce is and also be fucking stupid. Yeah. You just yeah. don't have that. Like you just don't have that. And I mean, yeah, and I think it's naive to think that she is. You know, and we've talked about that part yeah. on the show before. And honestly, like I mean, it's tough to hear how you ap- approach it. It's I mean, it's, it's right. But <laughs> I give you that. But I like I do also see it kind of I I see the scenario differently obviously because I'm a man yeah and, you know looking We're through the eyes of patriarchy yeah. but <laughs> um but with Beyonce I feel like and and maybe this is I feel like because of the level she's at and how she got there so quickly yeah people do I I agree that people wait what do you mean got where quickly I mean after Beyonce left like uh, Destiny's Child yeah like she she's kind of been it since then in my opinion that's true I mean it's evolved and her her star has definitely like grown well my thought is is that the type of popularity that she has now she did not reach until Sasha Fierce album until Single Ladies like so t- we're black do you know what I'm saying so like, t- like Beyonce's been everything to me since I was like for more than half my life yeah. she's been my shining star other people didn't you, but yeah. I mean, I'm seriously a lot of other people did not even openly have this obsession with her until maybe seven or eight years ago and I, I think that's fair, but she was definitely on a track. Like, the track was clear. I don't think there right. were many missteps in it. No, 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 no. But also, like, I, that, like but when you say that she assumed that quickly, like, I, don't, I know you don't mean this, but it makes it sound like... With, I'm not saying without effort or without yeah. work. You know, yeah. I do think that was definitely there. I'm just saying, like, within, in, in terms but of, sure, like... sure, keep going. Yeah, like, I think her star power, if you look at the relative span of time, yeah. is not that long. Yeah. Like, um, after Yeah, Destiny's after Child. leaving Destiny's Child. Yeah. You know, so that that's more so what I mean specifically. But she has always had a level of uh, 
perfection in her execution uh-huh. that I think is extremely impressive, right? Yeah. And I think that people definitely now, and the critique comes from a lot of different places, one of them being like misogyny, but <laughs> um, people expect her to continuously maintain that perfection. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, it's it's weird when she puts out a 7-Eleven. They might not be technically perfect, but it's yeah. just real fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's odd. There's a dissonance there. So when I think about that and how she approaches, uh, and I'm trying, how she approaches protest music mm. specifically, mm-hmm. I'm thinking people do expect a level of technical perfection from her that they haven't from Kendrick because it's his shit has always been kind of messy. Yeah. And I think... I, I completely agree that that comes from a place of like yeah. perception and perception yeah. of different genders. But I'm just saying in terms of like how I interpreted it, like Kendrick yeah. has always been a bit like messy and, and rarely technically perfect, always yeah. interesting and layered, but never ever really technically perfect. I know, but it, that reminds me also of how people are talking about the most recent Kanye album, The Life of Pablo. Who is Pablo? We don't know. What I'm saying is that, is that like, the like I understand what you're saying and I don't necessarily disagree with yeah. it. But the fact that Kendrick has the space to be messy. True. Where I, Beyonce like can only be where she is because like I even think about the fact that like for women who are her peers, she has outpaced all of them because that's what I say, who are her peers. That's what I was gonna say. She's outpaced anybody who could even be a potential peer because yeah. like she had has this like relentless pursuit of perfection. She works really hard. Yeah. She's really well researched. She's controls her image to like this wild degree and like she also has made very specific choices in like if you think about it like when to like who her partner is yeah when to announce that this person is her like is actually her partner yeah when she got married when she decided to have children like how she's like like for a long time Beyonce did not drink yeah. That was like her thing. She did not like, she, like until she was like 25. Yeah. Beyonce just like didn't drink. That was like a thing that was like hers because she just didn't allow for and like that. I mean, and I like think even to the degree in which she asserts her blackness publicly. Yeah. Like, you know, like wields it to a certain degree. I yeah. think it was a conscious choice that has come, you know, after like a lot of different steps. And yeah. as a result of having access to her star power. Yeah. And like I think even like I think she like even if you think about I think that there's definitely some room for disagreement with this from certain angles. It was a gamble. Like her performance was a gamble because oh, like she's, she's like achieved a certain amount of status where like people, like she knew that a lot of people were going to fuck with it, but she knew a lot of other people yeah. were definitely not going to. On one hand, it could be seen as a cop out because she like waited until she had a certain level of safety to be able to make this gamble. But also she waited until she had like amassed a certain amount of wealth yeah. and like, I guess like public goodwill to take this gamble. So it's like, I mean, honestly, I don't like, I, I don't have any problems with the delay. You know I actually saying? don't have any problems with the delay either. I mean, in the sense of like so many, look, we get taken out for a, a variety of crazy ass things in terms yeah. of our, like in terms of black people and star power. Yeah. It totally makes sense that you might want to achieve, like you said, a degree of safety before you start <laughs> going out here, just being as black Popping as you off. can be. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm not really tripping about that. Yeah, I don't think that's selling out. I don't actually don't think that's that. selling out either. I um, think it's actually like a like super long game. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? To be like, I'm gonna get as much money as I can and finally get my like this window of time. Yeah, and then like say my piece, and everybody's got to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, I I actually don't think I think we both realize that we don't 
disagree with each other as much as we No, we don't. I don't think we disagree with like each it. other at all. But I think it, I think like I felt like the whole point of the conversation was to kind of tease out Totally, totally. the weird shit. And you know, honestly, it's I mean, it's it's unpacking I think Kendrick's presence unpacks a lot of the like I think provides the the room to dissect a lot of the inherent problems within hip hop, right? Yeah. And that is exciting to me. Mm-hmm. It, as we mentioned within To Pimp a Butterfly, like, yeah. I'm excited that his presence caused the conversations that it causes. Yes. Even this one is yes. one that's extremely fruitful. And I want him to do better. I guess where I do provide him that leeway, and that's something, you know, I probably need to check with it myself in terms of how, how and why. But yeah. I want him to do better just because I haven't seen anyone get it as close to right. Yeah. Maybe as he is. Yeah. Um, I understand what you're saying, but you already know how I feel. Yeah, no, no, no. And, and I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. And I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, in terms of communicating where I'm coming from, I don't know. Regardless, I think, like, we have two, I think it's amazing to have two figures who inspire so much everything. Yeah, and who are so different. Yeah. And both also have long, completely different, they're both in different places in their careers. Yeah. They both still have long careers ahead of them. Yeah. And they both have, they have so much attention at their disposal yeah do you know what i'm saying it's very and like and i feel like like with all of the different media that we have available to us and all the different forms of entertainment that we have available to us as human beings now the fact that these people have so much attention available to them is like that's exciting to me totally like more so even than money like the fact that they have so much attention at their disposal also that that like blackness can be so popular like don't yeah. get twisted like i think blackness has always kind of been like a, a highly valuable like yeah cultural but, but like implicitly yeah but like they they i mean beyonce now and kendrick for sure like are definitely like you're gonna know this is blackness and this is why kind of why it's popular like yeah. we, you know we're gonna yeah. talk about all these things and i am like so in love with it and you're gonna love it too yeah even though i'm not really talking to, to you, you. <laughs> It's pretty fascinating to see happen on such a large scale, and it still received, you know, a high amount of like praise and and popularity. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited to see what both of them continue to do. I'm hyped for whatever. Like, I mean, we only in terms of Beyonce, we've only heard one one song song from the album. We know she's been like (laughs) like making other videos and stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm super excited to see what she's about to do. Both of their work excites me a lot. Black History Month, man. Yeah, it's been wild. Yeah, no, I'm just excited. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see, like, something that I think is inherent across all popular culture, Mm -hmm. and this is like movies, television, books, music, is that people, our culture devalues women so seriously Mm. that, like, if women like something, it's innately trivial. And I'm... Go ahead. No, keep, no, and I'm, I'm and I'm excited because Beyonce is pushing back against that. Yeah, and I'm excited to see what the trickle down effect of that for other female pop stars and what they're allowed to do, like how that. Like I'm excited to see if there's any perception change or if there's any deeper investigation. Because I mean, this is a, I mean, and we have to cut out here because I, I, I gotta go get my hair this done. Shit for the last, I know, of the but like because we never, but like it's true. That, like I even think about Drake. Women like Drake, so Drake is trivial. Women like soap operas, so soap operas are trivial. Women, even though like wrestling is a soap opera, and you know, uh, power or whatever those shows that come on, uh, ballers, and entourage is a soap opera, and yeah. you know what I'm saying. But like, 
Women, like anything that women like is dumb. Fashion, women like fashion. And fashion is dumb. You know what I'm saying? Even though you have to be a highly skilled person to be able to create that type of product at the type of level that like a lot of high fashion designers do. Yeah. Like if women like it, it's stupid. Like women like Beyonce, so Beyonce is stupid. Or like even like what's my my, my young girl? I really like her, Tinashe. Yeah. Com- I'm gonna add this to the notes. There's an awesome, awesome. I'm not saying Tinashe is article. like the yeah. complex article. I'm not saying this is like she's the next Beyonce because like Beyonce is one. No, but she's a- an excellent artist. She it's so is. fucking talented. She produces like a like a vast majority of, of her, her own, music. own in her childhood bedroom. I yeah. knew, I learned that from watching like a Sonos video, like a Sonos like placement of hers, like maybe a year and a half ago. But then like the complex article was the most. And actually, I want to say I talked about Tinashe. Possibly before, and because I think they did a Breakfast Club interview, mm. we talked yeah, about we talked yeah, about it when we were talking about and Ebro like I just felt I remember feeling like this girl's so smart and she's so talented, and she's and so she interesting. Gets the most bullshit questions. She gets the most bullshit questions because she's like a cute, light skinned biracial woman with like big breasts. Yeah, and it's like you know, but that's like an, that's another thing for another time. If women like it or if a woman makes it, then it's stupid. So I'm excited to see that like like Beyonce's real like she's been like as an artist artistically she's really pushing hard and pushing back against that shit and like i'm really excited to see what happens and i hope that she that she starts to let us in as i do with kendrick too i hope that they both start to let us in more on their creative process because the stuff they're doing right now is so interesting yeah so i think everyone should tweet at britney and be like it's rude and disrespectful (laughs) that you save like well it was a really good point To the last like, uh, like a couple of minutes of the I episode know. when there's not really any time to dissect it anymore. I know, but tr- but that's fine. It's gonna that's come. Cool. But the other thing that's is cool. though is that like, it's gonna come back around. All right, all right, that's fine. Well, everybody, I really appreciate y'all listening to us this week. <laughs> I appreciate uh, you let us know what you think. I, I mean, I, obviously, we could only talk about this so much. Bro. Yeah, we can't be here forever. No, but um, I gotta pee and I gotta get my hair done. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think we've missed. Let us know what you think we've gotten wrong. Yes. And write us a review. Yeah. Write us a review. If you want to write us a review about this episode, that's yeah. cool. And even email us, too. For culinaries at gmail.com. At Tell gmail. us what you com. think. Yes, please. Thank you so much. Thank you guys you so are much. amazing. We'll be back soon. We'll be back soon. Peace. Bye. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.